Hey, before the show starts, we want to let you know that the Cybersecurity Marketing Society's annual conference, Cyber Marketing Con 2022, will be held this year, November 16th through 18th in Arlington, Virginia. And yes, there will also be a virtual option. You really don't want to miss it. We'll have two days jam-packed with cybersecurity marketing strategies, ideas, metrics, insights. It's going to be the place to be. Visit cybersecuritymarketingsociety.com and click on conference to grab your ticket. We'll see you there. Welcome to the Breaking Through in Cybersecurity Marketing podcast, where we explore the hottest topics in cyber marketing, interview experts, and help you become a better cybersecurity marketer. Welcome to another episode of Breaking Through in Cybersecurity Marketing. I'm one of your hosts, Gianna Whitfer. And of course, Maria here. And we are so excited to have Amy Fair, the Content Marketing Manager at SpyCloud here with us today. Thank you for being here, Amy. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to talk to y'all. We are so excited. So we really sped in scheduling this topic because I think it's a topic that'll really resonate with a lot of people, especially in the market. We're recording this in October of 2022. There's been layoffs. There's been market retraction. There's been a lot of companies having to downsize or adjust their budget. And the topic we're going to talk about today is layoffs. So before we get into that, which is maybe a little heavy and a little uncomfortable, can you tell us a little bit about your background and how you even got into cybersecurity marketing? Sure. So I actually have a journalism background. So I went to school for journalism and learned pretty quickly that that was not necessarily the lifestyle that was conducive to what I was looking for in my family life. And this was before stuff got crazy with social media and everything. I was taking like newspaper and magazine classes, not like social media classes. But I ended up taking my writing skills and kind of using them in a different way on the marketing path. And so I started out in marketing in public sector, really enjoyed that, mostly because the clients that we were supporting were ultimately supporting like citizens, like your average Joe. We were supporting veterans through our work with Veterans Affairs or the military. And so it just felt very meaningful. And like we had a mission and a purpose. I worked at big companies, I've also worked at small companies, but just through the course of my career, I've kind of found a niche, if you will, in content marketing. So taking those writing skills that I learned back in the day and just telling stories for the brand that I'm working for or telling customer stories and just really using those journalism skills kind of in a different way. And content marketing's kind of come about as its own thing in marketing. So once I kind of realized that, oh, this is what I do, I just kind of ran with it and landed in cybersecurity just by means of working in large enterprise companies. And then I've worked in, in kind of smaller, like mid-sized companies. And now I'm kind of back at like a startup, which is exciting and different. But I feel comfortable in the cybersecurity space. I did a brief stint in telecom and found out really quickly that was not my bag. So hightailed it back to cybersecurity as, as fast as I could. So let's talk about the experience at the few enterprise companies that you've been at and how you've 
been able to use your writing skills and your content marketing skills in a technical world, whether that was before or after marketing, but just talk to us about that experience. Sure. So, man, I've met a lot of really smart people in my career. And I think that what we do in marketing is we take all the good stuff out of those really smart people's heads. We translate it essentially into stuff that me can understand because I can understand it. I am a self-proclaimed technology doofus, but if I can understand it, I think anyone can understand it. So it's really just about being able to pull out the information from whoever you are interviewing or talking to, and then really kind of analyzing it and digesting it and creating a story. I think at the end of the day, that's like my passion essentially is just telling stories. Love it. I love it. And reporting is such a transferable skill into content marketing and into marketing. We know multiple people, especially in the cybersecurity marketing society, multiple people have identified that they have been past basically journalists and they are now in marketing and it's completely transferable. So let's get into the meat, the meaty stuff, the heavy stuff, layoffs and experiencing what it's like being laid off. You wanted to share your story of being laid off. Stories, plural. Oh, stories. Yeah. It is one of the hardest things someone can go through. I mean, there's many hard things in life, but being laid off is really tough. Can you tell us your story? I sometimes hesitate to say that I'm passionate about talking about this topic because it seems kind of weird to be excited about talking about layoffs. But I think because it's so personal to me, because I have experienced it, when I hear of other people going through that, it's something that I can completely relate to. And I just want to help. I just want to help everyone in any way I can and not just offer lip service. Like the people who say, oh, let me know what I can do. No, I'm like, do you want me to review your resume? Do you want me to connect you with somebody I know? Do you want me to send you 87 job openings that I think you might be awesome for? So for me, it's super personal, but I also want to kind of remove the stigma that comes with it because I think that like back in the day, people were at companies for 30 years and you you worked your whole career there and you retired out with big pensions. And now it's just not the case anymore. I think it might even be more rare for people to not have been laid off in their career than, you know, for those who have experienced that. But I don't think it's a shameful thing. A long time ago, it was kind of if you lost your job, like you did something wrong, but that's not necessarily the way things are now. But I also think it's kind of confusing because you see an industry that is seemingly booming and everybody needs cybersecurity or everybody needs this or everybody needs that. But then on the flip side, you see so-and-so laid off, you know, 10% of their workforce or your best friend gets their job eliminated. I think it's something that a lot of people can relate to. So for me personally, what happened the first time was I was at a large company and it was kind of one of those situations where layoffs were unfortunately a regular thing. And so you kind of felt like you were just waiting to be the next one tapped out. Mm -hmm. And so I was actually five weeks back from maternity leave and I got notified that my position was being eliminated. And in my family, we're fortunate in that I work while my husband is the primary caregiver for my children. So you're a new mom 
you lose your job and now what? You freak out first, yeah, <laughs> which I totally did. But then I just hit the ground running because at that point in this particular company, they gave you two weeks to find a new job internally. So I had the opportunity to find something new. And I had a connection from my very first manager who I ever worked for. She connected me with somebody who had a sales support role open. And while it wasn't in marketing, it was another writing type position. Mm -hmm. So I was fortunate to be able to land a new job within a couple of weeks, even though it wasn't necessarily what I wanted. It was what I needed at that time to be able to, you know, feed the face I just created. Exactly. You got to pay the bills somehow. Yeah. It's not just the salary. There are so many other medical benefits. Like my daughter was going to the doctor on a regular basis to get her checkups. It's a very heavy weight on your shoulders to be the sole breadwinner and then to have just everything kind of seemingly ripped out from under you. So that was my first experience with layoffs. My second experience happened in October of 2020. So picture it. We were about six months into COVID and I thought we were doing awesome at this company I was at. I was making a lot of headway. We were doing awesome things. They'd never had a content marketing person before. And I loved this job. I loved this job so much. I had no idea a layoff was coming. Totally blindsided. And looking back, I feel like, was I though? Can you ever be that comfortable? Can you ever feel that safe? But at the time, I did. And so I was completely thrown off by yet another layoff. And that time I was literally sitting on my call being laid off, texting my people. Like I have certain people in my network who I go to. And it just so happened that one of my people, Nancy is her name. She had gotten a job opportunity presented to her that like literally the day before. And so she messaged me and she's like, Amy, this job looks like they used your resume to write the description. And so <laughs> I I ended up applying for it. And I got laid off on Thursday, October 1st, 2020. And I signed an offer for a new job on Thursday, October 8th, 2020. So Very within good. a week, I had a new job. And it is not beyond me that that is a totally unique experience. It's, you know, that's not something that happens every day. But it's really humbling to see your network show up and show out for you in those kinds of situations. But I think it's important that you nurture those relationships so that you're not just randomly hitting people up when you need something. Exactly. It's a community. When I started out in my career, I didn't understand the value of building strong, real relationships with other people. I was there to do the work and do a great job and like become the best at my job and like laughing and being with coworkers and doing the fun stuff that sometimes when you're a little stressed at work and you're like, have so much to do seems frivolous. I didn't understand the value of that or keeping those relationships. So there are early career relationships that I don't have that I could have still. It's so corny to use this phrase, but your network is your net worth. (laughs) (laughs) Ooh. 
I love a cornball quote. Yeah. Your net work is your net worth. Thankfully, eventually in my career, I had a boss who said, Gianna, like, it's only good to be highly networked. And I was like, oh, okay, that makes sense, actually, now that I'm not so focused on just grinding away into a paste. Would you say, Amy, that I'm not trying to be like a Dr. Phil here, but was it like worse because it was a surprise on that second one? Did you feel like you could prepare more because you knew the first one was kind of coming? Well, I'm going to tell you, neither one was a good situation. Yeah. (laughs) I think it was worse just because I loved what I was doing. And the loss, like grieving that loss was really hard. And you can be surprised by something in a good way or a bad way, but that one was really a gut punch for me. So I would say that one was worse because in the other situation, it was kind of like, can I please just have my turn? Like, can you just let me go? So I'm not waiting around, waiting for you to literally tap me out. Yeah, that's a lot more stress than actually just ripping off the Band-Aid. Let me go. Let me get to my resume and start. And going back to the network piece, I think mm-hmm. that's so true both professionally and personally. Oh, yeah. I think nobody can do life alone. It really does take a village, both at home and at work. Absolutely. So for those of us that do have their village, it's a blessing. Well, I think, too, a lot of that, and I try to relate this to marketing because I think that we as marketers are really good at making everyone else look good, right? We make our brands look good. We make our products look good. We make our customers look good. We can take all those skills that we have making everybody else look good, and we can make ourselves look pretty damn good. And you can do that on a Thursday afternoon. You can do that anytime. It doesn't have to be when you lose your job. You can do that mm-hmm. all day, every day. And yeah. that's literally like much better than a good looking resume. As soon as you build that strong personal brand, when the time does come, and I think everyone will probably experience a layoff at some point in their career, right? No matter how good you are or network you I are. Don't wish it on when everyone, that, but yeah. Right. No, no, definitely not. But when that does happen and you happen to have a strong brand, mm-hmm. it's just a little bit easier to land on your feet again fairly quickly. I would hope so for everyone. I also like to emphasize what you said about in the past, maybe people thought were laid off and it was widely accepted as being like they brought it upon themselves, mm-hmm. right? Because you're yeah. supposed to be there for 40 years or 30 years or 20 years or whatever. I think our industry is so unique in that a lot of it is backed by venture capital. Maybe it's not super unique, but it's highly, highly funded. It's super competitive. We're clamoring for the same buyers, right? Not all of the companies are going to succeed. We all can't succeed. It's tough. It's a tough industry. It takes a little bit of an iron stomach if you think about it from this macro perspective. And because of the market retraction, we we saw so many layoffs in some cybersecurity companies lately. A lot of companies, however, are still hiring. And Absolutely. now the thought in the overall, at least in our industry too, you know, if you're laid off, it's not because you were a bad marketer. It's not because mm-hmm. you screwed up or you were underperforming. It really could just be that the market is making waves and the companies that are not profitable have to reduce those expenses. And I'll say personally that I view it as someone who hires people for Votero, like view it as an opportunity. I'm like, not happy for anyone. Please let me be clear. I'm not happy. But like I have picked up some amazing, or at least, you know, for the Votero team, an amazing, amazing, amazing marketer who 
is just wonderful that was let go by another company. And there are places for people who are let go is what I'm trying to say. Absolutely, I think that is what is part of the goodness of the Cybersecurity Marketing Society is that you guys have created a community where people are comfortable raising their hand, shouting it from the rooftops. Hey, I just got let go. I'm open to work. And on the flip side, folks are posting on the job board, like we're looking for this position, we're looking for that position. And those connections are real. People are finding new jobs through what you guys have created. And that is a game changer for people who have been in that situation. So shout out to y'all. And now we'd like to take a moment to thank our sponsors and producers, Hacker Valley Media. Chris Cochran and Ron Eddings run an amazing studio here, which produces not only the Breaking Through in Cybersecurity Marketing podcast, but a bunch of other shows that you're going to want to listen to as well. So all these shows plus more, and then on top of that, probably even more coming soon, are available to look at, listen to, and sponsor at HackerValley.com. Make sure you go over there and say, hey, Gianna and Maria said I should come check out your website, listen to your shows, and uh, sponsor a podcast or two. Me and Maria have worked hard. And as cybersecurity marketers, like we understand, like both mm-hmm. of us work full time at companies too. And we understand how the game works. And like when we built the society, like once you could start making those connections between people, it started to be mm-hmm. natural, right? We started the job board, I think, pretty early. And like you said, Amy, people post in there all the time, like jobs, looking for jobs. We now have a newsletter that we send out. And when people are looking for jobs, and they're included on our candidates corner on our newsletter, or they post in our Slack channel, they actually get to talk to people who are hiring. Yeah. We've had candidates who've come to us and said, because of your the combination of things and channels that you have, I got 20 interviews. 20. That's amazing, guys. You're no longer just another resume on a pile. Exactly. You're actually literally talking to your potentially next boss, right? And you can let your personality shine in that quick message, right? Before getting into the formal process of interviewing. Well, and even more than that, I mean, I was literally scrolling through the welcome channel and there was a guy on there was like, Hey, my name's Ken. And I'm like, Ken, we worked together like 10 years ago. No (laughs) way. That's amazing. There's connections beyond just connecting people for jobs. There's those kinds of things. And Ken didn't respond. So he remembers who I am. (laughs) <laughs> I think he'll probably respond soon. <laughs> and I'm sure he remembers who you are. And so the community, the aspect of community and job hunt and job and in career is that it's an easier way to keep connections with people too. Because if you're at a job and you leave, maybe you text once in a while, but there's not really like a, you're no longer in the office slack. The society and the cybersecurity marketing society and anyone who wants to join who's a full-time or in-house marketer, feel free to to hit us up at cybersecuritymarketingsociety.com and request and apply to join, to join our amazing group of 1,500 marketers. But the society now, people have told us that they talk to their coworkers in the society instead of on the corporate Slack. We are the office now. It's like a WeWork. <laughs> We're amazing, guys. We're a bunch of companies. <laughs> that is awesome. 
I think too, sometimes you never know where that next job is going to come from. I have my people. You have those people that, you know, you work together 10 years ago and you still get together for lunch, like once a quarter, once a month, whatever it may be, but you still stay in touch. And maybe your relationship with them evolved over time. So you're not former coworkers, but you're like legit friends. And I struggle sometimes when people are like, your coworkers are not your family or your coworkers are not your friends. When you spend this much time with people and the dynamics that you have with people that you work with, it might not be a family or friend environment, but it's some new word that needs to be created because it's a different kind of vibe or a different kind of relationship. Throughout your career, there's so many opportunities for you to make connections. I mean, employee resource groups, I've been involved with those and made really great connections through that, not only in my immediate company, but in the community, going to industry events, vendors that you work with. If you're not too mean to them, I mean. Well, that's a different episode of this podcast. <laughs> Tune in on for part two. <laughs> I will not be leading that one. I am nice. I am not a mean girl. Even though that one person called me a mean girl one time like eight years ago. Yeah, what? I will not be participating in that podcast. But yeah, okay. I think that there are so many opportunities for you to network and, and you just never know where your next opportunity will come. Now, the last time I got laid off, I posted on Facebook and that might sound like I'm an old lady because, you know, I posted on Facebook, but I was letting everyone know. I was telling everyone and their mother, literally, I just had no idea if the youth group director I had in seventh grade who works at IBM, maybe he has a job opening or the girl who I was on high school newspaper staff who now leads a content marketing team at a big old company. Like maybe she has a job opportunity. You just never know. That's so true. That's so true. You know how me and Maria met? Tell me. Me and Maria met because I was working at a cybersecurity company and we were hiring for a role and Mimi Gross, the recruiter of people by Mimi introduced us. I talked to Maria. I wasn't hiring. I wasn't the hiring manager. And it didn't happen, but she was so friendly and wonderful. And she's so smart on like marketing operations, marketing automation, all this like really awesome, like orchestration stuff that we just kept in touch. Mm -hmm. And so even though it's not like she gave me a job or I gave her a job, we have built a relationship and started a company together, started the Cybersecurity Marketing Society because we met during an interview process. And think about it. Like, During the interview process, you don't think you'll make lifelong friends and connections. You just really want that freaking job. (laughs) Yeah. You think like there's like a 20% chance I'll get a job here, you know, maybe, right? right? That's what you think. You're like, that would be cool. I would like to work here and get paid. But you don't think that you'd make connections before the actual joining of the company, but you can. And it's just being open to it. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. It's the endless things that happen after that. Right. To both of us personally and professionally is just insane. Right. I took another job. Eight months later, I called her. I was miserable. Like, I hate my job. Been there. My boss is terrible. She's like, you know, it's so hard being a cyber marketer. We need something for us. Like, let's do it. (laughs) And that's where we met potential future opportunities, potential future mentors, potential future friends. It's crazy. Even 
partners that were funding certain projects that we wanted to do here in a society. Like, it's just crazy how much that branching of opportunities was born out of this one interview at her company and then later one call for free therapy from a fellow. (laughs) (laughs) Insane. Well, and and you brought up something, Maria, that is important too, and that's the value and magic of mentors. Because Mm -hmm. even if you feel like maybe, oh, you're new in your career and you don't really have a network, if you have a mentor who can connect you with so-and-so for XYZ, like that is huge. Tap into that resource. That is something that can make a huge impact on your own network. Yeah, absolutely. And Mm -hmm. now she's Aunt Gianna to my kids and gives my nine-year-old advice on how to deal with mean kids at school. (laughs) Yeah, you just punch them back. That's what you do. That's all you do. Just if someone punches you, you punch back. That's my thought. This is I'm not I'm not a good word. Yeah, they oh (laughs) to get a very sharp tongue. That's that's worse. It's like, I'm sure when no one's looking. That's the kind of advice Gianna's giving my kids. Well, Rania doesn't give me the side eye anymore. No, she, she likes so, it. You know. She's like, she's just like, bring chocolate. You'll be here. Yeah, friend. you really <laughs> nurtured that relationship. I did through chocolate, Very through good. gifting, through a gifting <laughs> platform, which is me bringing her chocolate. You knew your audience. You knew your audience. Yes, <laughs> she did. Amy, is there any other like tidbit of advice you can give to people who are anticipating layoff or have been laid off? Anything else you can? As someone who's been there and really knows what it's like, is there anything else you can say or want to say? I just think that know who your people are. It's not necessarily going to be like 75 people, but know your two or three people who are your champions, who are your advocates, who will be there for you. I think that when you get laid off, it's gut punch, it's devastating, seemingly demoralizing. So I think that you need to surround yourself with people who will support you and not blame you. So that's one big thing is just like really know who your people are. But also that takes work in itself, right? Like you can't just call up your manager from eight years ago and you get <laughs> laid off and you haven't, you know, sent them their Christmas card in like six years and just... <laughs> You know, expect for them to magically have a position open for you. Like you need to nurture your relationships. Like we do that as marketers with our leads. We nurture them all the way through the funnel. You need to nurture your relationships all the way through your career and beyond. I think that's so important because they might need to lean on you too. You can't just make it about you and make it a one-way street. Like you have to be willing to support other people as well. And that's why, like I said, it's so important to be very specific. Like when somebody hits you up and say, dude, I lost my job. You need to say, how can I help you? But be very specific in what you're offering. Like me, I write. I am happy to review resumes. I know a little bit about LinkedIn. So I know some tips and tricks to you can either stealthily let people know that you're open to work or you can shout it from the rooftop and put that little banner on your profile But there's also things you can do in LinkedIn to like optimize it. And so it can seem easy for me because I'm a marketer and a writer, but for somebody else, it might not necessarily come as easy to them. And that's an opportunity to help. 
And so I'm a huge proponent of being very specific in how you can help people who are going through this tough situation. I almost think that sometimes I'm a little too helpful, like to the point where I'll be like forwarding one of y'all's newsletters to somebody that I know who got let go. And I'm like, if this is annoying you, just tell me and I'll stop. But in <laughs> my heart, I want to do everything I can to help through this mm-hmm. difficult situation. That's just some of my advice. This is an uncomfortable topic, but I think it's important that people are open and honest about it because it can make you go to a very dark place if you don't. Yeah, and that's so true. My hope is that people have hope. There is life after layoff. Yes. One more little tidbit that I think is probably helpful. If you've been laid off and are looking for a position, I think letting the people know in your network, like you said, Amy, after the haze of the gut punch is over, Amy, you said, be very specific in your give. I think you can also be very specific in your ask. Like, hey, send forward me newsletters. I want to see. Or please stop forwarding me newsletters. I am full of newsletters. I have them... (laughs) Being very specific and you can be specific in your ass too. Like, hey, can you connect Mm me? I saw on LinkedIn that you're connected to this person for this role. They're hiring. Can you connect me? And if you're in cybersecurity marketing, of course, feel free to reach out to me and Maria and to post in the job board too. And we'll help as best as we can. Thank you for being on, Amy. Thank you guys for having me. This was fun. Even though it was a weird, cringy, uncomfortable topic, I hope that it helps someone. Of course. I don't think it's talked about enough. And I think this kind of advice is just gold. Everyone will really appreciate you coming on and sharing your story. Thank you. Amy, how can people find you if you want to be contacted? People can find me on LinkedIn, Amy Fair. I'm also on Twitter, if that's still a thing. So you can find me at- thing? Totally a thing. (laughs) Well, it is in the content marketing world environment. So I am on Twitter- at Amy Longhorn. Awesome. And I do think we forgot to play our game, which we should not miss because we're in a competition. That's right. Me and Maria are going to guess. Amy, what would you be if you were not in content marketing slash journalism? I think you would be a talk show host, Amy. That's not journalism. That's just media. All right, Maria. (laughs) I had in mind actually history teacher. Oh, that's my husband. Oh, really? That's your husband? That's so well, funny. That, that's his thing is history. I'm like, no. Okay. <laughs> He's just but like, no, no to history. Uh, no. I want to know about the future, right? About, oh, <sighs> you're a future teacher. <laughs> right. You're into the, you're writing, you're creating worlds and things. But like that's the future. In my house, we have big history books like next to us while we're watching 90 Day Fiance. So that's like the perfect description of my home life. Oh, that's what I should have guessed. I should have guessed, you know, reality TV producer or something. Oh, you should have, Maria. Amy, who wins? Nobody. I think it would be closer to talk show host because I think I was kind of thinking like comedian, but, you know, everybody thinks they're funny. I can think comedian. I could see it. Comedian. Yeah, absolutely. You definitely made me laugh a couple of times. Oh, thank you, Maria. (laughs) Do you stand up, Amy? Do not put me on the spot. I got to go. Okay. (laughs) I got to (laughs) go. 
on. Not even mom joke. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for being on. This has been fun. And we hope this helped some people. People got a couple laughs. If you want to be on Breaking Through in Cybersecurity Marketing, send us an email at podcasts with an S at hackervalley.com and say, I want to be the show, not be the show. I mean, you will be the show when you're on because we treat our guests very well, to be clear. But I want to be on the show with John and Maria and catch you next week. Maria? Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Don't forget to give us five, six, seven stars, whatever you can do. (laughs) Share the episode with your network and family and friends and tune in every Wednesday for a brand new episode. Amy, thanks for joining us today. Thank you, ladies. I appreciate it.